Welcome to Humans of Twitter, a podcast where we discover the stories behind the people behind the Twitter accounts. People that are interesting, opinionated, and surprising. I'm your host, Steve Malk, and today I'm speaking with someone who describes themselves as purveyor of the world's finest bad takes. Humans of Twitter is their stories in their words in a little more than 140 characters. Please welcome today's addition to the Humans of Twitter list, Matthew Hatton. Hey! G'day, mate. Hello, mate. Now, please, we'll start with, in social settings, how do you introduce yourself? You know, that entirely depends. Mm-hmm. And largely, it largely depends on uh, whether I want you to ever contact me again. <laughs> Let's assume that you do. If I do, it's generally, it's generally my real name. Mm-hmm. If, if I don't... It's usually Bernie. <laughs> there are now lots of people going, but he said, oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I judged you all within about 10 or 15 seconds of meeting you and decided how to uh, respond accordingly. Where did this uh, internet creation of Bernie come from? Oh, it's it's a really sad and depressing story from my school days. <laughs> It's one of those things, I've always meant to go back and completely rewrite it and make it an actual cool story that someone might be mm. interested in hearing. No one's interested in hearing it. But um, it basically came from a class I was in where there were three three Matthews. So I decided for an assignment that we were doing, a group assignment where there was another Matthew in the group as well, just to really double down on... <laughs> Making it confusing. This was a Catholic school, by the way, so... Of course. You know, biblical names, all the rage. And when you're in the New Testament, what's the first one you come to? You just go, oh, that one, that'll do. Matthew, yeah, cool, done. Mm. Handy. Easy, problem solved. So we're in this in this group to do this assignment, and I decided, in the interests of clarity, to adopt a pseudonym. Yes. And... I was a big fan of, well, still am a big fan of uh, Formula One at the time, and the bloke at the top of Formula One, as some or many a selection of you may know, is a man called Bernie Ecclestone. Yes. And one of the commentators, Martin Brundle, often referred to him as uh, Bernie the Bolt, which itself is a reference to an old British uh, dating show. So (laughs) I thought, that sounds cool. Yes. I'm going to run with that. So it became Bernie the Bolt, and over the years, and, and with, you know, sort of going on the internet, you, you needed a screen name. You can't get Matthew anywhere because it's a ridiculously common name. So many Matthews. So many Matthews. But no one ever anywhere has Bernie the Bolt. So getting on the internet, I decided to start running with that. It eventually got abbreviated down to Bernie TB and... Here we are many years later. It's now essentially... Oh God, it's not even an alter ego. Like, it's just another name. <laughs> so you stand behind your online existence as Bernie TB. That's not... Um, it's not a pseudonym. It's not a character. That's just Matthew on the internet. It, it probably started off that way. Like, it kind of, it's, it's gone through iterations. Mm. And... 
like it was just me. It was just a screen name. Like that's all it was. It was just the name I went by. Everyone knew who it was. It was just the, the uh, yeah, just the screen name. Yep. But you know, when you get on Twitter, I kind of it did sort of evolve into like the hyperactive, you know, hyperbolic version of myself. You know, Bernie said all the things that. I kind of wanted to say that I couldn't tell people at work or the family (laughs) or anything like that. There was was a very limited degree of separation, but again, it's all just kind of folded back in on itself. And now it's, yeah, just gone back to being a handle again. Do you find that the things that you say online, it has it separates you from your day-to-day life now, or is it something that is, yeah, I I can just say that and whatever. I think it's, like, everyone sort of knows that it's me and knows Mm -hmm. that that Matthew is saying it under the name of Bernie, but there's no delineation anymore. Yep. So it's not so much a character as it is now just me. And as me, sometimes I am prone to hyperbole, being outright offensive, that sort of thing. And, you know, it's just swings and roundabouts. Has it got you into any hot water? Not really. Nothing major. I've been shouted at a couple of times, but that's kind of it. (laughs) Shouted at in real life? Yeah. Yeah, someone shouted at me once. I can't quite remember when or where or why it happened. But yes, I have been shouted at. And I think if blurry memory serves, I shouted back. So, <laughs> you know, I can hold my own. Oh, I'm sure you can. Can I ask you this? How do you describe your experience of family? That's a tough one. Jeez, mate, right for the jugular. Straight in. Straight in. Straight in. <laughs> My experience of family, like everything, that's kind of changed over the years too, you know? Everyone has their rebellious streak in their teenage years where everyone's Mm. awful and you hate them because you are the smartest person in the universe by a long way and what do they know, those stupid people? Just leave me alone, I know what I'm doing. (laughs) Yes. But as you you get older, like, my family's actually pretty close, which is really, really nice. We're all, um, my parents are still in Newcastle. Um, One of my sisters lives up there too. Both of my sisters live up there, actually. I should know that. And my brother and I live uh, not that far away from each other in Sydney. Not that we ever cross paths. (laughs) Sydney's a big city, Matt, let's be fair. Yeah, but we literally live five minutes away from each other. So you could catch the same bus. We could, and we don't. <laughs> because, we're, because we're both equally hopeless. <laughs> we see each other when we go back to Newcastle to see mum and dad. <laughs> oh, gosh. And no smart moves like, hey, let's carpool, or let's do this at the, at the same time. No, well, he works on the railway, so there's... Uh, he works really obnoxious and awful god-awful hours, and I work in an office, so, yeah, I get to sleep (laughs) at night and do wild things like that. 
<laughs> do you find that your office work is something that challenges you or is it, oh, I need to work? I would get very bored if I didn't have to work, if I didn't have something to occupy my time. There is only so much sitting around watching TV, playing video games and being a monumental dickhead on the internet that you can do before you just want to sit back and go, that's probably enough. I need to do something else, something constructive. So I got a job where I play around with cars, which is totally useful. Very constructive. Yeah. It's like Top Gear, but not like Top Gear at all. It's not. <laughs> Look, there are, there are so many questions I could ask about that. I won't, I won't press you around the Top Gear, but not Top Gear at all. Um, is, is it what you thought that you would be doing when you were in grade 11? No, not even close. I hated, I hated doing English when I was at school. Like, I thought it was just stupid. Who wants to read old plays and watch awful... and dissect awful, awful movies to look at the messages and the metaphors and all that nonsense? So I thought I was... I thought I was going to be, you know, the smartest person in the room. I was going to go into IT and I was going to make millions and it was going to be great. 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 And that, that, that didn't happen. I fell into journalism, so... So none of none of those things are going to happen now. I'm never going to be rich, which is depressing. You've made me sad, you, Steve. What, what it, well, I, I apologise for making you sad. Why? Why? Why is being a journalist depressing? Well, how many rich journalists do you know? Oh, I could think of one. Oh, actually, two, three. I can think of a few actually. Now that you press me, uh, they all tend to work for News Limited, though. Yeah, and how many? Absolutely impoverished journalists, do you know? Many, 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 many. But yeah. they mostly write their own blogs. The ratio is not great. It, well, it, I guess it comes down to this, because I was pondering this the other day. I'd be interested in your take on it. Journalism, uh, there, there are kids who are studying Year 12 this year that have their eye on going to do a, a journalism degree at university next year. What kind of future are they facing down by going in, in to do this in 10 years' time? Like, what journal... Journalism is going through such a radical change now that ha- that wasn't happening 10 years ago. What are they going to see in 10 years' time as a job? You know, I really don't know. And I've been saying that for the last five years, since I first went to uni to go and study journalism. Like you're, you're right. Yeah. The industry is in such a massive state of upheaval, and not just really in journalism, in in every sort of facet of the media, mm. whether it be be entertainment, television, radio, you know, the written word, take your pick. And it's so so up in the air, and so still working itself out, and the and the internet although it's kind of been around forever, it's still really kind of new. And mm. everyone's finding their own way. And like the short answer is, I don't know what it's going to be, because the internet that we're on today is going to be different from the internet in six months, 12 months, five years. 
is it a reasonable thing to say that the internet is um, not regenerating, but almost self-developing now through the the way we're consuming media, that that's changing what the internet is and how it works for us, and that there are people, of course, who are wanting to shape and change how we access that media. So that's further developing and further changing it. Oh, for sure. For sure, the way we interact and the way people present things is is, is the development of the entire ecosystem. And there's going to be a lot of finding out why people are going to want to try and control stuff. People are going to demand that it not be controlled. And that toing and froing is what we're going to see, you know. It'll be people say, oh, you know, we should charge for content and the entire user base of the internet going, well, actually, no, I want it for free because that's the way I've always had it. And it's going to take a lot for that to sort of sort itself out and... There will be a happy medium. I don't know what that happy medium will be, but there is going to be one eventually at some point. And then we'll have it for about three weeks and then the next thing will come along and we'll be back to where we started. Stone tablets? Probably, yeah. Like, nuclear <laughs> nuclear holocaust is, is, is the end game now. I can just... I, I predict it, you know, mid, middle of a nuclear winter and there's you sitting behind a rock, sitting on a smaller rock... Um, filling us in on what happened in the the commune today. I will be chiseling the finest bad takes from <laughs> from. Can you believe from the small dredges of humanity that remain? <laughs> It'll be the only thing propping up media post-apocalypse. Yep, yep. Post-apocalyptic bad takes. That is my niche. All of you, <laughs> stay away from it. It's mine. I'm claiming it. <laughs> As a part of your study of journalism at uni, you would have had to look at um, the various types of journalism, not just writing slash print, but also, uh, or, you know, internet, blah, blah, blah. But you also would have had to talk, do radio stuff and do to camera stuff. Yes? Oh, don't remind me of that. I hated being in front of the camera. It is horrifying. I don't know how people do it. I am in awe of anyone that can stand in front of a video camera and talk and be eloquent for anything more than about three words <laughs> well that's you, you've actually nailed down how long most pieces to camera are these days they are about five words has someone run the numbers on that well you have looked like i was watching the news just tonight before we recorded this and there was a, a cross to someone because this is the big trend in in news media television news media you have to cross to the person standing at the location where the thing happened seven hours ago but that's because them being there gives it that immediacy. And the anchor goes, and now to such and so, it's crossed to Matthew Hatton standing at the place. Matthew, uh, this is really impacting for the local community, isn't it? And you go, yes, it is. And then the package rolls. That's true. My other favourite one is the live cross to somewhere else inside the same building. Oh, news, news, beautiful. News 24, I think, do this yep. all day. So yeah, they're, yeah. They're, and they're down in the little bubble down in the bottom of Ultimo, wherever it is, next to that walkway. Yep. I don't know. I've never been down there, but I imagine it's like that. And then they go, "Oh, let's cross to let's cross to Steve Malk. Steve Malk in Sydney. Yes. Steve, how are you going?" And it's a live cross to a bloke in a green screen who I swear is just sitting on the other side of the studio. Look, you may laugh, and I'm sure News Twenty Four have definitely done that. I'm sure Sky definitely do that. I know for a fact. 
at least two of the commercial breakfast TV shows. I say at least two because there have been three. At least two of them do that semi-regularly. <laughs> or they're cutting to, they've got the, the, the person standing out. Let's, let's spade a spade. Sunrise have got the person standing out in Martin Place just outside where their studio is and they've crossed to them live and the little car underneath says Sydney. And the other one underneath the presenters says Sunrise Central, which is in Sydney. Oh, I think my favourite one was an ABC cross to Mark Scott from the yes. from the News 24 studio down the bottom of Ultimo to Mark Scott, <laughs> who was on the roof. <laughs> what? Well, I can only presume they were trying to find a reason for him to jump off. <laughs> you're, that's the director of education you're talking about now. Well, he's not director yet. Well, he's about to be. He, he's a he's an anonymous citizen now. Well, I think he's trying to spend some time having a holiday before he gets into another high-pressure um, Andrew Bolt-ridden job. Maybe you should have taken a walk off the roof. Oh, that's... Wow, bad takes, Bernie. Um, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's progress beyond the, the death of journalism. I'll ask you this. What is the hardest truth you've had to deliver? The hardest truth I've had to deliver? I don't even know how to answer that. I don't think I deliver any truths. I just deliver nonsense all the time. You haven't had to look yourself in the mirror and and say something pretty hard or, or, you know, go, yeah, I know I need to do this thing? I suppose there certainly have been those times where you take a look in the mirror and you go, you're an idiot, give yourself an uppercut. But yeah. the the biggest one is only, the most recent one is only a couple of, well, a couple of months old, mm. when I found out that my partner Erin had fallen pregnant. Surprise! Yeah, that's <laughs> a pretty big understatement. And... That's very awesome, though. You guys are excited about it. Oh, abs- like now? Yes, absolutely. I cannot wait. <laughs> now, we're, sure. We're in the- now, yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, that like that was a massive, massive shock. Neither of us expected mm-hmm. it. Neither of us were prepared for it. And there was that sort of just quiet moment of self-reflection where you just go oh shit I I have to do this I have to be ready for this I need to get myself right to bring a little person into the world this, this is your first child that you know of? I like that you ended that question with that I know of <laughs> <laughs> to which Honestly, the answer is yes. However, I hate you. <laughs> that is up there with when did you stop beating your wife? Yeah, I know. It's a bit of it's a it's a classic online. Uh, the the reason I ask is is the I, I'm sure it's 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 different for every human. I totally understand that. Um, however, for dudes, because we're not really going through anything. No, it's great. Our My life done. hasn't changed at all yet. Yet. <laughs> yet. That's I right. can still come home. I can still drink 20 beers and then stumble to bed. Like, it's fantastic. That may have been how the whole thing happened. I 
cannot confirm or deny that. <laughs> but but you, you are exactly right. Like, Erin being pregnant, I kind of have nothing to do. I'm just kind of like there going, you know, it's okay. I'm here. I'm I'm helping Luke. I got myself dressed this morning. Yes, I did that all on my own. <laughs> I held your hand at a time that was appropriate. I did. You 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 needed a cuddle. I gave you a cuddle. That was that was a thing that I did that helped. I'm Have going the- to go over here now. <laughs> Have the irrational craving started? I, I say irrational because it can be when women are pregnant, sometimes they crave foods that they just either usually don't or they have that craving with such force that if at 2am you can't go and find insert food here, there is hell to pay. No, that really hasn't happened yet. I'm kind of on the fence about whether I'm looking forward to that or not because I can't, one, one side of me really wants to see what the bizarre cravings are going to be. Like, I want it to be genuinely weird stuff. I want... <laughs> you know, I wanted to wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and go, you know what? I could really go, like, a gravy boat full of peppercorn sauce. No, nothing else. Just a gravy boat full of peppercorn sauce. And I was sitting there at 2 o'clock in the morning, half asleep, going, oh, that's great. Easy, yes. I will... I'm rolling over now. <laughs> and then you find out that she only wants that boat of peppercorn sauce just to dip her pizza shapes into it. Oh, you had to mention pizza You had to mention pizza shapes. I, have you, you tried you, the you've new made me sad. You've shapes. made me sad again, Steve. You really oh, need sorry, to stop Matt. doing this. Well, we can, have you tried the new shapes? You're, I not have a, not. you're not a fan? I have not. I have seen too many people whom I, I trust greatly when it comes to the baked... Um, flavoured biscuits of choice speak very poorly of the new shapes that I just cannot bring myself to part with my two Australian dollars in order to buy a box and find out for myself. I'm just too devastated that they changed the recipe. Preserve the memory. Freshen our memories. Let's get back to happier topics. What are you looking forward to about becoming a dad? I really don't know. And I know I've said that a lot this evening. But there is so much of this that I do not know what to expect. Mm. I do not know how it's going to play out. I do not know what bits of it I'm going to enjoy and bits of it I am going to absolutely loathe. Do any of your siblings have kids? No. No, on my side of the family, this is the first grandchild. Oh, you are about to become the anointed and forgotten one. Well... My sister got a puppy two years ago, and he's sort of been a surrogate <laughs> yes. grandchild, and he has he has been spoiled absolutely rotten. This dog yeah, is he is he's adorable. He's the best, but he has been oh, spoiled rotten. He's about rotten. to be replaced. I think he's the one that needs to be worried about being replaced. <laughs> because they're going to have a new tiny thing that they can just cuddle up with and and pat, I guess. Is that what you do with yeah. children? Yeah, there's patting. Yeah. There's there is dependencies on you as as father. Well, there's dependencies on you in that if you aren't actively involved in the caring of the child, at some point it will be thrust into your hands and you will be told change its nappy and feed it. I'm I think the over-under on that's about six hours after birth. 
<laughs> well, I, I, I would expect, Matt, that you're going to be a, a father that's actively involved. You're not going to be disengaged. You're not going to be a father of the 50s. Um, you're more progressive than that, aren't you? Oh, God, no. I want to play with the child. <laughs> I, I, I want to be there when it does all the cute things. Yeah. Absolutely. That's one of the reasons I've enjoyed my sister having a puppy because I get to do all the fun stuff with the puppy and then at the end of the day, hand it back and say, you deal with it. <laughs> that's, that lo- I, think, I think that's going to be the wake-up call is that the you deal mm. with it will be being done to me. Yep. Everybody's journey is different when it comes to kids and, and infants particularly. You know, some people will be at you and say, oh, you know, get all the sleep you can now because it's going to end when they're born. And others are like, oh, make sure you do this and make sure. Look, you know, you may be one of those incredibly lucky people where baby sleeps, you know, almost, you know, mostly through the night as soon as it's got, you know, it's, it's evening feed and you're done. I mean, it, it, there's no hard and fast rule about kids. And that's the great and scary thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like we have plans. Mm-hmm. I'm sure within a week those plans are going to have been thrown out the window and we'll just be winging it. Yeah. Because <laughs> this, doesn't, this doesn't strike me as something that often runs according to your idea of how it should run. Mm. But, and that's... I'm kind of prepared for that. Like, I'm making plans, but it's also... I'm not committing myself to the plans because I know that that's going to be a little bit pointless. Yeah. I'm kind of taking the plans as a pointer. Here's a a bit of a rough idea, but we'll just work out... We'll work out the details at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's a very exciting time, Matt. It's a very cool thing. Childbirth bringing another human into the world and having them being 100% dependent on you is amazing. Is it bad that I'm also excited about an excuse to have just about a month off work? No, it's the best. Excellent. It really is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That's... I'm just looking forward to the moment where I can just be sitting at my desk and just go, it's happening. Run out the door and not be seen for four weeks. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. Like, like someone's put the bat signal in the sky, and Matt's just gone off to Commissioner Gordon, and it's it's that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's like I have to go now. My people need me. <laughs> when you see me again, I will be a father. I'll be different. I should leave. I should leave with I'll be different, and let them to decide what the difference is going to be when I come back. <laughs> see what they can come up with. Or you mess with their minds totally, and when you come back that first time after you know after Bub, come back in clothes that you would never normally wear, like a shirt buttoned all the way to the top with a bow tie or whatever, whatever. Just totally mess with their heads. I was thinking of taking that a step further and sending Erin back to my first day at work and saying that she was me. <laughs> Just Look, to see how work. long that could be, that could be played for. I'm going to be optimistic of my co-workers and say it's not going to last long. <laughs> but I wouldn't bet the house on it. Would you give her a wig? No. Just go in. Just go in. Yeah, just go in. Just just do not admit that you're not me. And we'll see what happens. 
That would be so great. You'll have to report back on that, Bernie. I'd love to know whatever you do, because I know you won't get away with doing nothing. You'll have to do something. This is so true. I think the obvious one is to, you know, like the um, every new father has the role of baby photos in their wallet. Yes, yes, yes. I'm thinking mine will just be pictures of my sister's puppy. <laughs> in that little big fold-out kind of flip-flip thing that just pulls, and it's just lots of puppy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead of, here it is at six hours, here it is at six and a half hours, here it is at seven hours, <laughs> it's going to be, here's the puppy sitting down, here's the puppy taking a dump, here's the puppy chewing on something he's not supposed to. Look, here's where it had gas. Oh. Exactly. It's either that and or you have to invest in um, those little smoke bombs, you know, that magicians and, and uh, ninjas use. So that when the call comes, you don't say anything. You just stand up from your desk, smash down a smoke bomb, and leave. I was thinking of doing the um, um, Krieger from Archer, where you just basically sh- you do jazz hands and basically shout <laughs> smoke bomb and then just run off. <laughs> I, th- I think that would that's the one I'm going to go with. Is a smoke bomb. You need to have somebody clued in to, to film this. Because nothing can go unfilmed these days. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I don't go in front of camera. <laughs> we determined this before. We did. We did. There, is, there are videos of me in front of camera on the internet. You can find them if you want. I don't recommend it. They're not good. But they're there. So what are you going to achieve in the next 12 months? Um. Hopefully... 12, 12 months from today, hopefully mm-hmm. I will have a happy, healthy... Hold on, I have to count. November, December, January, February, March, April, May. Seven-month-old. That would be do nice. Do you know what child is? Yes. That would be nice if we could do that. No, I don't know what child is. Our child... Okay. So, you know the 20-week scan where you go in and they do all the measurements and they tell you, if you want, Mm. what the sex of your child will be. Uh, We had that last week. And they told us that our baby was rewriting the rule book for uncooperative babies that did not want to be measured or photographed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we have to go back again this week and see if we can trick it. <laughs> they, oh, no, no, the scan's done now. A surprise, more scan. <laughs> Just bring a beer along and wave it near the belly and go, hello. That's a very good idea because... It's still... This is Friday afternoon. I'm going to have nothing better to do. I'm not going to go back to work. I'm just going to walk into the hospital with a six pack. Yes! This is an excellent plan. (laughs) That would be perfect. Oh, that would be so great. Just to see the look on. (laughs) on the person doing the scan on their face when you walked in and went. and. huh? Oh, oh, you want one? Oh, sure, 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 sure. Sorry, I've got That was terribly rude of me. No, you should absolutely have one. (laughs) Do you have expectations about how um, your life might change with Bob? I'm trying not to. Mm -hmm. 
I'm try I'm trying not to because I don't want to set anything that's unrealistic. I want to go in completely open-minded and mm. like be willing to accept that anything could happen because you know like, even going with the best intentions, you just go, oh, you know, it's going to be like this, and my life's going to change like that, and it's cool, mm, I've yeah, come yeah. to terms with it, but yes. if it doesn't go the way you want, you're still, you're always going to be that little bit pissed off that, you know, something just hasn't quite gone right, or, or gone exactly how you envisaged it, so... yeah. I'm happy to say that I I don't know how my life is going to change. Like, there's the obvious thing is, like, yes, there could well be sleepless nights and I'm going to have this little bundle of fun to play with when I want and it's going to stink to high heavens a couple of times a day and there is going to be some unpleasantness involving the colour brown or green or who knows what colour, yellow probably, at numerous points in this adventure. But in terms of how my life is changing... I'm. I really don't know, and I don't really want to know. I just want to go on the ride, and find out. That's so excellent. Thank you. Yeah, that is so great. Hey, Matthew. Hey, Steve. Thank you so much for the chance to speak with you today. Please know the things that you said are very special and you're highly valued. Thank you. Man. Thank you. It has been an absolute pleasure. I look forward to hearing more about uh, the Bernie Bub and uh, what does progress and what Bub is and all the chaos that it will cause because it will be delightful. I have been told there is one firm and fast rule about Bub. Mm -hmm. I'm not allowed to periscope during the birth. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't say anything about vining. There. This is true. Because you think about it, if you plan it right, um, because now that Instagram have got that boomerang feature, uh, or the boomerang... You could just do the thing, it would be like, like, in, out, in, out, in, out, in, out. Yeah, that's right. Oh, dude, you're going to get me (laughs) killed, but I'm going to go out in the most spectacular fashion possible now. If Erin is listening to this, I did not suggest you it. You absolutely did. You cannot back away from this. <laughs> well, this will be a nice little uh, uh, Easter egg for her to find at the end of this episode. Hi, Erin. I, I love you dearly. Please don't murder me. Murder Steve. Steve's very murderable. You should do that. Easily. Absolutely. Everyone else should do that too. No one will miss me. Yeah. Mm. Very clearly you're on the Twitter, Matt. Are there any other social accounts that we should be following to catch all of the, the bad take media? No, Twitter's, the, Twitter's where it's at. Twitter's where it's at. There is Instagram, but that gets posted to Twitter anyway. So if you go there, you're going to get it all. It's, it's the fire hose of truly, truly terrible content that I produce badly. This has been Humans of Twitter, and I can confirm that at Bernie TB is indeed human. I am. Although that's debatable.